0: Welcome to Ann Artley's Weekly Weather for the week of March 20th to 27th of 2022. Uh, This is the weekly weather that we present uh, here on the internet. We do it on our podcast on Blood Talk Radio. And we recently started a YouTube channel. Uh, So this is the new and exciting version of the YouTube channel. So welcome to the weekly weather. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the week ahead how it works for you, what you can do with it, how you can use the energy in positive, helpful ways, and uh, some of the suggestions about how to go forward. So I want to thank the person who, shout, who sent a tip. We are improving. We're always improving. I'm a Virgo. So somebody sent a tip to go watch Pam Gregory flip back and forth. So we're trying it today, and hopefully it works okay and uh, I get it done. So this is our opening slide, and I'm going to flip back and forth so we'll see if that if that works um so now we are going to turn on me and turn off slide sharing and you should just have me now welcome to weekly weather Um, so we're forward motion full steam ahead off we go new directions new beginnings new ideas so welcome to um welcome to the weekly weather and uh what we're going to talk about here is what's the week ahead So uh, we're looking at the ingress chart, first up. Uh, One of the things that happens today, happened earlier today, was the sun went into Aries. And what that marks is the beginning of a new season here on Earth. Astrologers, uh, you know, I practice Western astrology, so it's a little different in other parts of the world. But in Western astrology, the sun going over the equator heralded the beginning of a brand new chapter for folks, a new growing season, a new start. And so, for millennial astrologers, have looked at the Aries ingress as an indicator of what's going to happen in the year ahead, as well as the uh, as well as what's going to happen in the season ahead, as well as what's going to happen in the month ahead. And we have a particularly exciting uh, ingress chart, so we're going to kind of cover that and. Um, We're working on our audio visual things here. Uh, Hopefully that, I hate these pods, they never stay in my ears, but hopefully the audio quality is good. Uh, So let's start sharing the screen and go forward into new directions. All right, so here, as we move forward, this is the Aries ingress chart for the season ahead. Um, And the year, and you know, some people don't like to do the whole year because they're like, really, for a whole year? Yeah. <laughs> at the same time, there's an ener- an energy and an understanding as we're working with this that we're trying to really work with it in a positive way and to work at it. Look at it as, you know, how do we work with this in a maximum version? So you can see the sun is at zero, zero Aries up there. And this happened this morning at 1133. This is a Clark, the chart cast for Washington. So it's gonna adjust in your area. We can see Mercury is highly prominent. We have a Gemini rising chart with Mercury as the helm of the chart, beginning things. And we also have Mercury tippy top up here at the top of the chart of the 10th house. So Mercury is the theme really for the year. Now Mercury happens to be in Pisces, which is a sign he does not like. But he also this week happens to have a lot of activity because he is going to uh, be meeting up with planets this week, activating, starting, and he's really moving very quickly this week. He's moving from 18 Pisces all the way to two Aries. So he is gonna go forward and he's gonna meet up with Jupiter Here on March uh, 21st, and Mercury is also going to meet up with Neptune, and that's going to happen on March 23rd. And then he's going to meet up with, he's going to sextile the nodes of fate, and that's going to also happen on March 23rd. And then he's going to uh, have a sextile to Pluto. Where's Pluto? Pluto's over here. He's going to have a sextile to Pluto, and that's going to happen on March 26th, and then he's going to go into Aries on March 27th, and then he's going to uh, initiate a new cycle. Mercury in Aries is very firm, direct communication, and uh, sharp communication. Mercury in Aries is a very sharp energy. It has a sharp way of talking. It has a sharp mind. Mercury in Pisces is a little more dreamy, drifty. Now, one of the things with Pisces, and you can see there's a there's a few planets in Pisces, the Mercury, the Jupiter, the Neptune, all in Pisces, and um, the Neptune is trying to the nodes of fate, you know, trining the south node in Scorpio, sextiling the north node in Taurus. So we know this week has a lot of emotion, fluidity, and even the season. But when we're working with Pisces, we have to be careful not to do the sacrificial version of it. Of course, Pisces rules refugees, so we're certainly seeing those over in Ukraine. But we are also working on our own individual empathic journey. And so you really want to pay attention on a deep, deep level internally, how you're picking up stuff. This is an excellent, excellent week to really focus on your own personal self-care. Um, because it's it's very easy with the amount of energy swirling around, the amount of emotions swirling around, to get kind of carried away. And it's important for you for all of us really, to be kind to ourselves and also just being very, very aware that we're working on an empathic level. You know, Pisces is that unseen bond merging where we kind of absorb the energy like a sponge. It's the ocean, you know, the gentle lapping of the tides. But also Pisces is the tides go in, the tides go out, the tides go in the tides go out. So you might feel like, hey, I need to go out a little. I need, to, I need to kind of leave. I need to kind of separate a little. In addition, in this chart, but also in the week ahead, we can see Mars here at 10 degrees of Aquarius is going to come to square Uranus. Now that is an explosive energy. Um, Mars is a planet of war, squaring Uranus and Taurus. Taurus is Earth. Taurus is the physical realms, but also its physical things. So as we have Mars and Venus and Athena, I'm sorry, Juno and Saturn, all swearing the nodes of fate over this next week, we're at crossroads. It's a situation astrologers call in the bends. And if you think about scuba diving, they have this thing called the bends, which if you come up too fast, the nitrogen in your blood hurts, it hurts you. (laughs) You're in pain. So we're going to be aware that there's this in the bends energy that's very, very strong that we're working with right now. And it's important for all of us to say, gee, I'm in the bends. How am I working with this? What am I doing with it? How is it really affecting me? And it's a very strong and intense energy that we want to work with in a conscious way. But we also want to recognize that there's Definitely an energy where it can feel like we're at a crossroads, that we have to make a choice, like there's something that's really disruptive that ruptures or cracks in our life. Mars-square Uranus is a classic aspect for an aneurysm. So if you get a headache this week, and it's a really bad headache, go to the doctor, because Mars-square Uranus is an aneurysm aspect. But it also is an aspect of taking action, Mars, and changing things. So one of the things that happened all last year was we had Uranus dancing back and forth with Saturn in a square, and he's at 12 now. So he's about to go past his latest, his biggest point that he was last year. So we know we were asked to change. We were taught opportunities. We were offered opportunities for change. We might have made them. We might not have. But so this is with Mars coming to Uranus. He's saying, okay... You've been talking about it, now you really have to do it, or you've been thinking about it, now it's really time because I'm the planet of action and I'm going to come stimulate that Uranus and change. But that also means that it's a whole year of change because Mars is approaching the, the Uranus. Now the nice part is to notice that Venus is here at 13 and she's cradling Uranus. So when the mars comes and hits it and uranus goes whoa venus should catch him and hold him and connect with him and say it's okay uranus you're, you're okay you're going to be fine so we're going to watch for breaks we're going to watch for sudden changes we're going to watch for sudden shifts because the chart has all this energy of water and fluidity but also this energy of sudden unexpected change now when we look at the um uh, the ingress chart, you know, and it's always important to kind of look at an ingress chart from a few perspectives. I need to move my little guy here so I can actually see things. Um, we look, we go up here and we see that there are what are called Arabic parts. Now these apply to Washington. So they're they're tied to the part of faith and the part of the, the father and the part of danger or peril. But we also see that when we're looking at our planetary asteroids, that we have Mercury and Jupiter both on Sisyphus. Now, if you remember Sisyphus' myth, he rolled the mountain, rock up the mountain, and it rolled back down, and he rolled it up, and it rolled back down. And so there was this back and forth. We also have Saturn on Nemesis. Now Saturn's in Aquarius on the planet Nemesis, or the asteroid Nemesis, which is usually where we meet our, we meet a problem, we meet an enemy, we meet someone who's not going to support us or help us, and Saturn is squaring those nodes, so he's in the bends. So it's very important for you to choose, and I would choose towards the north node, Taurus, rather than the south node, destruction in Scorpio. To tur- tur- choose towards growth, to- choose towards Taurus, beginnings, planting, starting new things, expanding stuff up. The Sun is on the fixed star Shit, which is an astrology star. So astrology can certainly be your guide. But also, you listening to your own inner wisdom, because the sun in Aries on a world point invites us to listen to you know, what's possible for us. We also see Uranus on Phaeton. Now, if we remember Phaeton's myth, he stole his father's chariot. Um, you know, he was kind of a teenager acting out, and he got zapped by it, by the gods, and he fell into the sea and drowned. So we want to kind of watch for a fall from grace. A fall from power, a change in dynamics. So Mars, Square, Uranus and Taurus, we're gonna watch for people to fall due to their own uh, their own undoing of themselves. It isn't always nice to be an astrologer to predict this stuff, you know, because sometimes you kind of go, I don't really want to say that. But I'm also gonna say, hey, there's an energy in this ingress chart, the year ahead, fall from grace due to abuse of power at the same time being asked over and over again to roll that rock up the hill, let it roll back down, to trust the process that you're doing something. And it may feel like you're not getting anywhere. You're rolling it up, it goes back down. You're rolling it up, it goes back down. But there's a journey that's taking place. There's a transformation that's taking place. If we notice, the chart has the moon over here. It is void of course in the ingress, right? Uh, which is always an interesting energy. Um, I haven't ever done a study of it, but I've always wanted to. Like, gee, what happens when there's a void, of course, moved? But we also know that the moon is in what's called the path of fire. The Via Combusta runs from 15 Libra to 15 Scorpio. And in the olden days, when we would do a horary chart, if the planet or the ascendant was in the Via Combusta, you the astrologer were warned, hey, hey, be a little careful. <laughs> because <laughs> this is a path of fire that you're on and if you give them information they might not like they may like kill the messenger right and the north node is on capulus, which is a you're out of here kind of energy so the energy with this via combusta the moon traveling through the via combusta the path of fire the moon is also really fast Um, So when we have a fast moon, things happen speedily. So that does speak to us having a speedy, speedy year ahead, as well as a speedy, speedy month, as well as a moon in Libra, which says, gee, I might want to partner with you, but that's going to go void. It's not going to really work. There's going to be some kind of change or shift. So it's recognizing if the first thing doesn't happen, Gemini rising, do it again. So earlier today, I attempted to record this. And I pulled up the charts, and I'd made this nice little presentation, and I'd practiced with it, but I hadn't actually looked at the charts. So I had the wrong chart. I'm like, Anne Ortley, you know? And I'm like, Gemini Rising, man, i got to do it twice. So also, don't take it personally. Get that first draft out there. Neptune here in Pisces is squaring the angles. You're not going to see everything you need to see on the first pass. You're going to do your first attempt, and it's going to be like, well, okay, that was all right. And then you're going to do your next attempt, and then you're going to be, okay, that. That one's better. That one's better. So definitely rehearse. do it again. Don't take it personally. Give yourself an opportunity with all this energy and music uh, in Pisces to do the higher realms of Pisces. Try and meditate daily. When you're a little crazy and you're feeling so overwhelmed, just kind of take a moment and breathe and settle into the space of connection and how I want to connect with others and what's important for me because that's how we that's how we get there. That's part of the journey of this week. And when we look at our um, Arabic parts, as I mentioned, the Ascendant is on the part of danger repairal. So there is stuff to be aware of with Gemini, you know, information not being held correctly because Mercury's in Pisces, not really giving us the right information. But also that it's in the path of fire for the moon so that you may not hear the danger. You may hear G and do something and then realize afterwards, oh, that wasn't really a very good idea for me, was it? As I mentioned before, the fixed stars, these are always really helpful to look up and a good way to learn the fixed stars is to go in and understand them. So we're gonna just do Chiron on Bellatrix. Bellatrix is a star of seeing. Chiron on it in Aries suggests you're not gonna see things clearly. And we're gonna watch for things with eyes this week because Chiron's on there. And then these are the asteroids, of course, that we're working with. So when we look at, now, I'm gonna try this, we'll see how it works. I'm not gonna share my screen anymore and hopefully now i'm just the video head and if i'm not i i screwed up all right so we're going to look at the rest of the aspects for the um okay so as i mentioned before mercury is super busy and he runs from 18 pisces all the way through early aries that's a lot of degrees that's 12 13 14 degrees a day so he's moving 14 degrees in a week so he's moving two degrees a day and so we're really feeling him Zippity cut and I gave you his significant dates but the thing to remember when he's in Pisces is He's water. He's absorptive. So he's absorbing things when you're hanging out with someone and you come home And you feel kind of yucky kind of go, you know, maybe I shouldn't hang out with them if you find yourself overtaken by a big emotion you want to kind of sit in it and feel it and explore it don't be afraid to go into the emotional spaces You may find you're hearing from people that you hadn't heard from, because Mercury and Pisces surfaces people. So I got an email from a woman who had been, who I'd gotten to know, I knew in the astrology community in New York, and she had um, been in the in the Twin Towers. And she goes, you know, I don't know if you remember me, Uh, and she got caught in the second tower and escaped, Um, but she walked home from the bottom of Manhattan all the way up to the top. Where her apartment was in the '80s in Manhattan, it's a long walk, ten miles or so. Saying this place that she'd seen that she wanted to move to, and I was like, "Of course I remember you. You had marathon parties. The New York City marathon would run by your house, and you you bought this little this little magical place, and that inspired you to get home after the bombing of the World Trade Center. So it was like this magical connection." And she goes, I don't know if you remember me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I do remember you. Um, So it's watch for the messages from your past, too, because Mercury's going to evoke them, or he's going to evoke feelings. You know, for example, my mother's baby brother died this week. He died on St. Patrick's Day, not unexpected. Um, He got diagnosed with cancer right as my dad died two and a half years ago. So it's been a journey. But it also was, um, you know, he was my Uncle Neil, you know, he was a really great guy, and he was my mother's younger brother. So he's only 15 years older than me. When I was born, he was 15. Um, so I've always had, you know, a really loving relationship with him. I mean, we've had our fights because he's a Trumper. He lives in Missouri. What can I say? You know, No offense to my Missouri listeners, um, but, you know, he's a Trump guy. Eh, you know, and we had an argument, you know, when... Trump was elected because I'm like I've lived with Trump for 40 years, and uh, he's like give him a chance. I'm like yeah I don't think so, you know. But everybody, but we obviously also always came back together, connected. So for me it was very melancholy, kind of thinking about all my memories of Uncle Neal, and um, it's it isn't it is a it is a week we are you know somebody had commented on how many people are leaving. These are really big departure times. People are kind of going, I'm done with my time here. I want to go off and do something new, or we're leaving our old life. We're going off and doing something new in our new life. And this is the season of spring. And this is when Mars comes to square Uranus this weekend and says, go, go do it, do it. What are you waiting for? This is your one precious life, go do it. So there's an enormous encouragement from the heavens, but there's also an enormous sense of fragility. and and to respect the fragility, to respect and hold on to those feelings, and to really understand the power of emotion and the power of how we feel on a deeper level. right? Um, The sun this week is moving pretty quickly, just a degree a day. It's going from zero Aries to seven um, Aries, so planets between zero and seven in your chart are going to be very activated. And the Sun, of course, doesn't have a lot of aspects, but he does have contraparallels to Eris on the 23rd, so suggests don't argue that day. And he also contraparallels Mercury on the 26th, suggesting you might not like the news you hear. But you're going to hear it, and you do need to pay attention to it, because Mercury is very busy this week. As I mentioned, he's he's meeting up with Jupiter, with Neptune, sextiling Pluto, and going into Aries, so he is bringing home the goods. He's telling you stuff you need to know. It's kind of like when you go off to college and your mother gives you the note and says, don't read it until you get there. And you're like, really? What's in the note? You're gonna, you are going gonna—you wrote something that's going to make me cry, right? Or um, I watched Forrest Gump last night. And the end of the movie, you know, Forrest is standing over Jenny's grave and he goes, I have a note from our son. He told me I couldn't read it. And he puts the note on the grave and it's for mom. So watch for the hidden notes, watch for the messages, watch for how Mercury wants to talk to you and invite you into his world. And of course, when he goes into Aries next week on the 27th, we have a real quick, a real forward motion, kick it up. Venus is kind of quiet this week. She's not moving too fast, not causing a lot. Well, she's moving along, but she's not causing a lot of aspects. So she's sextiling, uh, semi-sextiling Jupiter. So she and Jupiter are having a little conversation where she's kind of whispering in his ear right after he meets up with um right after he meets up with mercury where she says well you know what that really means don't you because she's clarifying she's an aquarius she's in air sign she wants to explain why it's happening the way it is we also have mars this week uh the big excitement for him of course is the square to uranus which takes place on the 22nd now usually what happens is the day or two before we really feel it and then when Mars hits exact, it's kind of culminating, right? So, but it is an energy that's part of this chart, that kind of vibrating feeling of we're going to change, we're going to change, get ready, we're going to change. Uh, we also have um, Saturn contraparallel Uranus saying, I don't want to change. I'm not interested in changing. And of course, we know the one thing that's true in life is everything changes. Um, not too much with the other guys, so they're kind of moving along. Moons this week are excellent. They're very nice moons. We have a lovely new moon or a lovely moon. Right now we have a moon uh, well, it's gone into Scorpio, went into Scorpio this morning around 11:45 East Coast time. It's in Scorpio the 20th, the 21st and it goes void on the 22nd at 12:01 pm. at lunchtime and it goes void, moon goes sextile void to Pluto. So that's a good closing aspect for that. Then we have a couple hours void, three hours, until the moon goes into Sag on the 22nd, uh, which is Tuesday, and the moon's in Sag Tuesday. Wednesday goes void at 8.59 a.m. on the 24th, and it goes void with a square to Neptune. Again, not really seeing what's going on, but there's a lot of energy around water and gas and things like that. And, you know, we try and keep this podcast positive, but, you know, with that, that 23 Pisces, uh, the 23 of the mutables was when Bhopal the gas explosion happened and also when Chernobyl happened. So all this talk about poison gases and stuff like that, pay attention, definitely energy. And Putin's, interestingly, Putin's uh, got Pallas Athena, which is the warrior energy on Pisces, so that's why he poisons people. But that also kind of says he doesn't always have limits on what he will. he will, he'll use things like Neptune in war. Right, so we know that he, we know that Syria gassed its uh, civilians with the help of Russia's gas. Um, and again, you know, it's my weekly weather, so I can do politics. So if you don't like my politics, you're finding it out now. Um, and I try not to do too many, but every now and then I just gotta put them in. All right, and then the moon goes uh, void at 8:59 a.m. on the 24th. It is void all day the 24th. It goes into Capricorn at 5:54 p.m. So all day Thursday, the moon's void. Now what that means is you can still do a lot of stuff. Sometimes people ask me about that. I'm like, no, no, you can do a lot. No worries. Don't worry about it. Do a lot. Just don't do new stuff. Don't go buy a bunch of groceries because they'll go bad in your house. Work on projects you've already been working on. And of course, the void moons indicate the moon's not working and you're not supposed to be either. So it's really good for creative projects. I find I often give my best readings during void moons. Uh, If people book during a void moon, they invariably cancel and reschedule. But if they come for a reading during it, we tend to talk about the soul and the purpose and the reason for being. So you may find yourself really thinking about that on the 24th. Then the moon goes into Capricorn uh, at 5.54 p.m. on the East Coast time. On Thursday afternoon, it's in Capricorn on Friday, and it's in Capricorn on Saturday until 7.51 p.m., when it goes void with a sextile to Mercury. Think about it, right? So Mercury is at the last degrees of Pisces, the moon's in Capricorn. Really good ideas, really good solid working ideas that are positive. And then the moon goes into Aquarius on Saturday night at 8.55 p.m. It's in Aquarius Saturday night, Sunday, and it goes void Monday morning at 10 11 a.m with a conjunction to Saturn. So these are some really nice um, moons this whole week. And of course the Scorpio moon's intense, passionate. Look at what house Scorpio is in your chart. The Sag moon is forward motion, full steam ahead. Where are we going? What are we doing? And the Capricorn moon has a great deal of energy around structures and building. And then Aquarius moon has a whole humanitarian energy and then, of course, Mercury next Sunday goes into Aries on the 27th. The Donald Blandford Day, the DB Day, those are the ones that are really intense. Monday, Tuesday, very intense days. Um, those are the DB Days. The rest of the week, pretty straightforward. A lot of activity on um, the 26th on Saturday, but not necessarily stress. A lot of emotions on the 24th. Um, so that's kind of the theme for the week ahead. Let me see how I'm doing on time here. It looks like I have a few more minutes. Um, so let me go forward and share my screen again. Okay. we're shared, I hope. So if we go back and we look at the... Um, these parts, we have our controls in place. Okay, so if we look at our energy balance this week, we see there is a lot of air, not a lot of Earth, a lot of ideas flying around, a lot of water, good emotions. But Earth is low, so you are going to need grounding and settling things that help you settle, focus, feel connected. Also, planets are pretty fixed right now. Fixed planets have an energy of wanting it their way, not interested in changing, so be aware when you dig in a little. might not be um, to your best. <laughs> Might not be your best idea, and then of course the moon is going to move for the you know in a couple of days, two days actually, it's going to move behind the nodes again, and we're going to have that situation where all the planets are on one side of the nodes. So the moon went off to be the cheese standing alone. Somebody commented on my singing. The farmer in the dell. I won't sing for you this time, but um, as it now goes in, it kind of comes in and tucks in with the planets. So when it's in Scorpio, it's really kind of feeling that passion and that intensity. And then when it goes into Sag, a little more visionary, fire, mutable fire ideas. Capricorn, solidness, grounding, Aquarius, new ideas. And then we're going to have a new moon in a couple of weeks. It's on the 1st of April. So we're in the phase from full moon to new moon, which is releasing energy. So a lot of energy around releasing, letting go of things, and allowing yourself to move forward. But it's also a time to talk about new things coming. So in my land, I'm going to be offering a new offering. It's kind of an old offering, new offering. It's Gemini, new moon, Gemini rising in the Ingress chart. So I'm going to be offering a new, pro, a new offering called Cupful of Stars, which is starting in April. You can sign up now. You won't be billed until April 1st. And it's a new offering from My Astrology Services. I'm going to record a daily 6-10 to 10 minute audio podcast and a list of timed aspects that will be sent directly to you. Not going to come to your cell phone, because that was a little bit difficult. The cell phones had a lot of problems. But you can sign up for it at patreon.com and Ortley. Now, the price is $17 a month, which I know is considerably higher than the last time this was offered uh, through Astrology Hub when I was delivering it. Uh, And back then, you know, they did the work and I just recorded it, so I got a dollar per subscriber. But now I have to do the work. Um, and part of the reason it got discontinued was it wasn't making enough money. So, and I did lose, you know, it, it, it takes me about a half an hour to 45 minutes a day to do it. You know, to do the list of the aspects and to prepare what I'm going to say and then say it, record it for 10 minutes, 8 6 to 10 minutes, and then load it all up. So it's a little chunk of time there so when i figured when i figured out like what i was getting paid for what it was worth when amanda said you know we're thinking of discontinuing it i was like okay and amanda is amanda walsh of course of astrology hub i said okay well you know it was an interesting experiment i learned a lot had a great time and then people have been saying god i miss cupful i miss astrology in your pocket so much so much so much and i thought you know i really kind of miss it too i find it found it really helpful to do that recording and kind of focus on the day and the energy. And people found that they'd listen to the weekly weather and then they'd get the day slices. So I'm offering it again, price points higher because it takes a while and it's a lot of stuff. And if you figure, you know, 30 minutes to 40 minutes a day, we're talking, do the math, 30 times 30, it's 900, 900 minutes or um, a thousand minutes in a month, uh, which is a lot of time. Um, So it's a little higher, and obviously if we get enough subscribers, I can lower the cost because I kind of have a ballpark that I'm going for with this. But feel free to check it out. Sign up. If you don't like it, you can discontinue. It is available. We'll be launching it after the new moon in Aries, so it'll be launching in the beginning of April. Um, If you sign up earlier, there'll be some test runs before... You actually get your credit card charged so that's good um but feel free to go over to patreon.com and look for me search for ann orley as a creator whatever and sign up for a cup of stars and we will be uh, launching it happily and hopefully you enjoy it and of course the school is in the process almost almost of coming out um it's just everything's taking longer so got saturn on my ascendant it's longer plus i have those kittens so hopefully um, you are good to go and work with the week ahead and what's happening. And remember this ingress, it marks the energy for the year too. So kind of pay attention to what goes on over the next couple of days, maybe even the last couple of days, you know, last week, because it kind of marks, you know, what you're gonna be what you're gonna be working with and what's ahead of what's ahead for you. So this is Ann Ortley signing off from the turquoise desk here at Boca Ciega Bay. And I wish you a great week. And I hope you have a lot of fun. And uh, be careful out there. It's a little intense. But you're going to be okay because you have astrology as your guide. Take care. And now I have to figure out how to turn everything off. So you can do it, right? I don't know. All right. Discontinue continue the recording. And sign off. Maybe I'm just supposed to be here for the rest of the night. This conference is no longer being recorded. Part one. Part two. Bye.